One time for the birthday, bitch. Two times for the birthday, bitch. Three times for the birthday, bitch. Fuck it up and bitch your birthday, bitch. Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of the Guys Girls Show. My name is Blythe Bromley. This is my birthday show, so I decided to, I'm, I'm going to get into all the topics that you guys want to talk about here in a few minutes, but I wanted to do um, a little something special, and when I say special, that ju- I'm just looking for a reason to wear a costume. I have this pink Power Rangers costume, the, the pink Power Ranger was my favorite growing up, and I wanted to wear the costume recently for um, a, a GAM cosplay event, but I came down with a bad case of strep throat over the holiday, so unfortunately I wasn't able to wear it, so it's just been sitting in my closet all sad-like, and I just wanted to break it out and, and wear it for something cool, and what better day to do it than my birthday? So um, let's just go ahead and dive right on into the show, and what we're going to be talking about today is going to be the NFL head coaching searches that are still going on with no news being really no new news being reported other than the same stuff that we've known for a few days now. Um, and then we're going to get into the playoff matchups. And then I just recently started watching Game of Thrones. I know I'm late to the party on this one, um, but I just started watching it. Everybody's been telling me that you need to watch it. You need to because I'm a big sci-fi fantasy person. And um, I watched the first season and holy shit. Um, so we're going to talk about that later on in the show, but first let's get, um, people sort of wrapped up as far as what's going on in the NFL world. As you know, there's six job, or as many of you might know, there are six job openings currently in the NFL. That's Denver, Jacksonville, um, St. Louis, San Francisco, Buffalo, and who else am I missing? Um, the Chargers, too. So the Chargers are, are the last one that are missing. And there's been a lot of debate over which job is the most attractive. I think most people agree that Denver is the most attractive. They're coming off that Super Bowl win. And um, they essentially, if Wade Phillips stays there and manages the defense with Von Miller and that stellar pass rush, then I think that that's going to be an easy case for a lot of guys, especially an an offensive-minded head coach to to step in there. Kyle Shanahan looks like the leading candidate to take that gig Um, as far as attractiveness is concerned. um, Definitely that is a a perfect fit for him. And and Shanahan would really be a great fit at a a ton of other spots in the league, Um, but Denver is probably going to be the place that he chooses just from top to top down organizationally they are a great franchise well run and they have um, a lot of the tools in place for them to win uh, very very quickly so it looks like Shanahan might be going to Denver Um, as far as Jacksonville is concerned we have a lot of listeners here in Jacksonville and who the hell knows what the Jaguars are doing because they're conducting all of their head coaching interviews outside of Tom Coughlin during the, the the last week of the regular season outside of Tom Coughlin they've been interviewing guys but they've been interviewing them in Miami not in Jacksonville, which has a lot of the the, the local media here upset. Um, I, I I really don't know what direction they're going to go in because with this new regime, with, with Shad Khan as the owner, uh, there there hasn't been very much news that's been released. Um, sure, they've told you who they're going to interview, but they haven't told you why. They haven't told you um, any kind of inclination of what direction they're going to be going in. But then it's also a situation where they're keeping their GM. And this is one of the few instances in 
the NFL where there's, I think, half of the teams that are looking for a head coach right now got rid of their GM. Well, Jacksonville didn't get rid of their GM. Um, they haven't given Dave Caldwell an extension yet, but um, yes, I really am in the Pink Power Rangers costume, but they haven't given Dave um, Caldwell an extension yet, but um, it could it could be a situation where they're interviewing potential head coaching candidates and seeing how they feel about working with Dave Caldwell in the future. And I think that it's still on the table to get rid of Dave Caldwell, though it's a little unlikely at this point in the season. Um, they have the Jaguars have also hired a search firm to help with the the searching candidates or, or vetting the candidates as well. But they're vetting the same candidates that everybody else is vetting. So I don't know what you know paying a, a few grand to a search firm is going to actually help anything. Um, Josh McDaniels is also high on everybody's list. I'm sort of meh on him just because it, it, it's tough to trust any kind of it, any kind of coordinators that come out of a, a system where you have the you know arguably the greatest head coach of all time and the the greatest quarterback of all time in Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. So I don't know that Josh McDaniels is is, is sort of high up on my list. Um, but there's five or six teams that are communicating those coaching searches with the majority of the team or the majority of the league, except for the Jaguars. So that has um, some people upset that uh, there, there's not more open openness, I guess, is, is what I should say. But I mean, I don't really know how open you can be until you can actually pull the trigger on someone. And you don't want to give a hint to any other franchise or any other coach that, that that's looking for a gig until the chips start to, or until the dominoes start to fall. So it looks like that no one's going to sort of show their hand until Denver makes their choice on their guy of who they're going to go after. And then I think after that, you'll sort of see the dominoes start to fall. I saw this interesting stat, though, that... That studies indicate that NFL teams that fire their head coaches finish with an average of 0.6 fewer wins the next season than teams similar, similarly situated that do not fire their head coaches. So it could be a, a, a bad situation for a lot of these teams who, you know, with the Rams and the 49ers and the Jaguars, um, they're going to be picking close to the top of the draft. And so if they're going to be picking close to the top of the draft and they're going to win, they're going to finish this next season out with, a, you know, 0.6 fewer wins. That's it. It sounds small, but whenever you've only won, you know, a, a what is it, like 14 games in four seasons, then that 0.6 uh, win factor could, could mean a lot. Um, the best playoff matches this weekend, because now we're going to move into the teams that are actually decent and are actually playing for someone. This is a wild card football weekend. Um, so what we got this weekend is Oakland and Houston, and that's um, that's – widely being regarded as the worst playoff matchup, probably the worst quarterback matchup in, in playoff history, especially in recent memory. I can't think of a, a a quarterback matchup on both teams that has been worse. Because if you look at Oakland, you look at Houston, I know that we've had situations in the past where a lot of different um, a lot, there may be some teams where like one quarterback is terrible and then the other quarterback not so much. Um, but Oakland, Houston, ESPN is broadcasting this game and Clay Travis did an article on this, um, earlier this week that ESPN, as far as like broadcasting rights, ESPN is going to lose $75 million just broadcasting Oakland and Houston, which is crazy. It's like, 
lighting a pile of money on fire. It's it's crazy. So so what essentially the ESPN did is they paid a hundred million for the rights to broadcast the first wild card game. And earlier in the season, this could look like that it was going to you know even a month ago before Derek Carr got hurt, this looked like um, that it was going to be a, a, a great matchup with you know Houston kind of in flux with their quarterback, but. I mean, everybody loves to see Carr play, and he's arguably still the MVP of the season because of of how much, or not how much, I guess you can't really tell off one game, but Oakland has struggled since, you know, Carr went down. And so ESPN is going to lose $75 million, um, and I think it sort of ties in with the, 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 the sports bubble, the sports right public or broadcasting bubble that's essentially going to be um that that's popping as we speak sort of like the housing crisis or um you know that they talk about the internet bubble that burst back in the 90s and 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 things like that um but the sports rights publishing deal or broadcasting deal is 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 likely we're not going to see numbers like this anymore and um it, you saw or, or a lot of Jacksonville locals saw it this weekend Whenever the local CBS affiliate, they, they're in a sort of uh, contract negotiations with DirecTV. And so DirecTV cut off services for the local station on January 1st. And the Jaguars played on January 1st. So what happened to a lot of locals is that they had to leave their their house of if they had direct tv and it was little warning it was like a two-week warning during the middle of the holidays or in the hustle and bustle you're probably not paying attention that much but they had to leave their house to go to the sports bar to try and watch the game if the sports bar had direct tv they still couldn't watch the game so it was just um it was sort of a a, a flux for a lot of people that had to go around and if you didn't have um an hd antenna which it's, it's probably going to be one of your best purchases of your life um if you didn't have an hd antenna then you were forced to go around to different bars to find out which which person or, or which establishment was playing the game that didn't have the Sunday ticket or um, DirecTV in general. So um, go to Amazon, avoid this, you know, these these cable debacles. I, I, I'm, I, I cut the cord earlier this football season, and it's the best thing that I've ever done because I still have, I have PlayStation View, which I pay 35 bucks a month for, and I still get all my ESPN channels. I still get all my NFL channels. I don't get Red Zone, but you could pay an additional, I think, like, 40 bucks for the football season just to get red zone. Um, so you could take that route and then get an HD antenna because if you get an HD antenna, a good one from Amazon, you're paying like 30 bucks and you're getting all the local channels. I, I have like, I have a couple of HD antennas throughout the house and I can get like 40 channels. I mean, a lot of them are kind of shitty, but a few of them that are all the local channels and you can get them in HD and you get them for free every single month. So if you don't have an HD antenna, Stuff like this might happen in the future, so go buy one. That's sort of a long-winded way, or a long-winded way, of saying that Oakland and Houston is um, ESPN's going to lose a lot of money based off of that. So um, ESPN going to lose seventy-five million. Go buy an HD antenna. The other games this week in Detroit, Seattle. I really want Detroit to do well, but I just don't think that they're going to to, to be able to do anything against that Seattle defense, especially with Matthew Stafford and his bum finger. Um, and then on Sunday, we have Miami-Pittsburgh. I think uh, that's the biggest line of the weekend. Pittsburgh is favored by 10, but Pittsburgh lost to Miami earlier this season with Big Ben 
and with Le'Veon Bell. So that could be a situation where um, you might want to bet on you might want to bet the under on Miami to cover the spread. But I still think Pittsburgh wins that game easily. Then we have the dessert, the cherry on top with the Giants in Green Bay on Sunday afternoon at four o'clock. And that's going to be the best game of the weekend because whoever wins this game goes on to face the Cowboys. And I don't know that the Cowboys want to face either of these two teams. The Giants beat them twice already. Aaron Rodgers has been red hot. Um, it's going to be a really great game. And I, and I think it's going to be really close. The line right now, when I checked um, a couple days ago, it's four and a half. Um, in favor of Green Bay, and I just don't know. I, I think this game is. I, I think it's going to be really, really close. It's going to be really cold too, so you might have to. You might see. Well, they play inside too in Green Bay, so that the cold factor might not matter as much as it will in Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh will be playing um, outside as not as well, but they will be playing outside. Um, a couple, a, a little fun stat: um, the Giants are eighteen to one odds. To win the Super Bowl, and if you are a Patriots fan, you know that number very well. I mentioned this on the on the Monday show. So, eighteen to one odds to win the Super Bowl. That was the infamous year that the Patriots went undefeated during the regular season, got all the way to the Super Bowl, and then the Giants handed them their first L of the season. So, the Giants eighteen to one odds to to win the Super Bowl. Um, speaking of the Super Bowl, the Puppy Bowl. Lineup has been announced. It's a really, really cute thing that happens about halftime. Um, I know a lot of people watch the the halftime performance of, um, gosh, I don't even know who who is it. Lady Gaga is going to be performing this year for. So if Lady Gaga is not your thing, which I think she'll do a great job during the Super Bowl because she's a fantastic performer. She's incredibly crazy and weird, which I think makes for a great performer. Um, but she's going to be performing at halftime of the Super Bowl. If you don't want to watch that, you can always flip over and you can watch the Puppy Bowl. They also have a kitty halftime show, which I know is very, very important news. But it airs February 5th. And there's, I didn't know this, but 78 puppies. I, I just could have sworn that they only get like 10 or 15 puppies that, that go in this game. But 78 puppies from 34 different rescue missions all across the country make up Team Rough and Team Fluff. So there's a whole little like scouting report. And I'll be sure to include that, um, that scouting report, which is AKA cute pictures of puppies. Um, to be included in the breakdown in the show recap whenever this is posted after this show is done. Um, so there's a, a one, when I was scrolling through the pictures, there was one little dog that only had three legs. So I felt a little bad for him. Obviously he's, um, he shouldn't be starting. Um, if that's the case. Um, so we're going to go into the next story and then I'm going to get into some stories around the internet because sports wise, I mean, it's all about football right now. Um, we will get into some more different sports, you know, NBA picks up a lot. Um, NHL picks up a lot for me personally after football is done. But right now my mind is just so singular focused on football as far as sports is concerned that I really don't pay attention to, to, I, I, I'm a casual fan in that regard, um, for the other sports, but, um, there was a really cool interview that I came across the other day and it was, it, it, I don't know if you guys remember, but a few weeks back, the NFL allowed players around the league to participate in a cause called My Cleats, My Cause. And it's where players could wear custom cleats dedicated to a charity of their choice. Um, so th- that has sort of taken off because you saw a lot of guys wear these really cool, like, custom cleats. I think Odell Beckham Jr., he had the, the Kirby cleats, and they were pink because Kirby, the famous video game, Nintendo video game player, he, or 
character, he um, had some custom cleats created in order to benefit breast cancer awareness. And I thought, wow, that's pretty cool. And then um, there's another player, Redskins player, Niles Paul. He had some um, Dragon Paul Z uh, custom cleats. And with a lot of these guys... Uh, Von Miller said it, I think, a couple weeks ago, that the cleats are the only way for these guys to show a little bit of personality. Um, So there's a growing sentiment among the players to uh, commission the NFL to allow them to have more creativity over their, you know, over one part of their uniform, and that's with the cleats, because they wear a helmet on their head. You can't really tell um, their their faces a lot unless you really get to know the team. Um, so there is a growing sentiment that they want to push for more custom cleats, because right now, if these guys get custom cleats made, then, then they can only wear them during the pregame warm-up. So if you do see custom cleats outside of that, you know, I think it was like week 13 that they did the My Cause, My Cleats. So if you see any pictures of the custom cleats, these guys are only wearing them during pregame because the NFL is such a stickler about their uniform police. Um, so there was a really cool interview from For the Win. Uh, that's a USA Today site, I believe. Um, but they're starting, there's a growing movement of these custom cleat artists. And a lot of them have started out in the sneaker business and they're moving into custom cleats now. And so they have a, a couple really cool in, Instagrams that you guys might want to check out. There's 12 cleat artists now nationwide. And a couple of them that they interviewed, um, in this For the Win article was Illustrative Creations. And that's illustrative underscore creations and C-R-E, the letter or the number eight, and then I-O-N-S. So if you want to check that one out, I'll also include these links in the show recap too. So if you missed um, any of these, because I don't even know how to pronounce um Kickaso, Kickaso, O brand Kickaso is another Instagram. Um, I'll include the, the, I'll include links to their profiles in the show notes, but they do a really fantastic job. Like those Kirby cleats that Odell had were legit. That's a great way of shining a light on a charity without, um, without feeling like you're overdoing it, I guess you could say. And the, the Dragon Paul Z cleats were amazing. Um, so now we're going to go into a little bit of around the internet. And if you're just tuning in on, on the live stream on Periscope or if you're listening, Listening on to the the podcast. My name is Blythe Bromley. This is the Guys Girl Show. I do this show every Monday and Friday. I do it Monday night to recap all of the sports weekend goodness and um, anything that you might have missed that happened that was sort of weird on the internet. And then on Friday, I do essentially the same show, but I get you ready for the weekend and I recap you on anything that might have happened during the week. Um, during the week, you're like I said, it's it's mainly just football for me. I know the NBA. The Cavs just got a new guy, uh, just traded up for, or not traded away, but traded up for, for, I can't even remember. So I'm not going to talk about it. I'll talk about it next week. Um, but now, um, I think Grayson Allen, that was another big story this week. Grayson Allen served a one game suspension. Mike Krzyzewski, um, is on a little bit of a lead because of back pain right now. Um, but, uh, let's, yeah, let's, let's jump into some more interesting topics because Grayson Allen is really not that all that interesting. Um, so let's go to around the internet. And this was a great story, um, that happened around the holidays. And I think a lot of people miss because everybody is, you know, so busy. Um, but Amazon and Goodwill have partnered up for a program called the Give Back 
box. And what it essentially is, it's givebackbox.com. And you know how if you're an Amazon freak like me, like I order nearly everything, grocery shopping, laundry detergent, everything I order from Amazon. I didn't order this costume from Amazon because I found it um, a little bit cheaper at another site. So um, that was the one thing that I did not order from Amazon. But I order everything from there. And what happens when you do a lot of these orders is that you, you have these boxes that just pile up. And it takes up a lot of space in your recycling bin. And it, it's a pain in the butt to kind of throw away. I know it's sort of like first world problems. But um, Amazon and Goodwill teamed up for this. So you can take your old Amazon boxes and then take any kind of items that are in your house that are unwanted, um, suitable for donations, of course. And you can go to givebackbox.com and print out a free shipping label and you can ship your items to the nearest Goodwill location. Um, They do all the hard work for you, but it's just a really cool thing that you can take um, these boxes that just keep piling up and get rid of the clutter that keeps piling up. I'm sure a lot of people have a lot of clutter after getting some new stuff for Christmas. So why not give away that stuff instead of just throwing it in the trash, throw it in one of your old boxes, print out a free shipping label, and then you can, I don't know, do it, feel good about yourself because this give back give back box program has been going on for a little while now. I guess about four years. Um, Ann Taylor, Overstock.com, a couple of these other online retailers, or I mean, they, they have, I know Ann Taylor has, um, definitely some brick and mortar stores too, but for a lot of these online retailers, that, that's a good partnership to, to partner up with a charity like Goodwill. And now that Amazon is doing it too, when a lot of people buy stuff from Amazon, I just think it's really cool. So givebackbox.com. I'll include a link in that in the, the show notes as well. Um, now that we've sort of hit a couple weeks after Princess Leia, um, obviously Carrie Fisher passed away just right after Christmas and then her mom, Debbie Reynolds passed away too. So now there's sort of like a lot of people wanting to, to sort of pay homage to the both of them. And one of the ways that, that people are trying to do this is there's been a change.org petition that was started, um, to get Disney to recognize Princess Leia as a real Disney princess. Now, if you don't remember, Lucas films was bought by Disney for four billion dollars back in 2012 and I've always sort of thought I mean Carrie Fisher has always been thought of as a princess um as far as like an official Disney princess she definitely is I don't know why you need to change petition a change.org petitions which those things never work I don't know why you need this petition to to change that idea in your mind that somehow Princess Leia is not a legit Disney princess she's probably the most badass one of them all um I'm willing to bet that she definitely is the best out of them all um trying to think no maybe maybe Princess Jasmine um, just because she didn't want to marry any of those lame asses and she was actually pretty good at fighting. So I would argue maybe Princess Jasmine is up there too. Mulan is up there as well. But no, Princess Leia is definitely the most badass Disney princess. So I don't know why you need this survey to, um, make people recognize that Princess Leia is a real Disney princess, but, um, that's the nature of the internet. So, um, that's kind of, uh, where we're at. So now to get into the juicy part of the show, and that's Game of Thrones. Um, for those who have followed me on social media or any kind of like that, you, you know that I'm sort of a big dork. Uh, hint, hello, I'm doing show in a goddamn Power Ranger costume. But um, for me, I, I've, I've always liked the Lord of the Rings, um, Harry Potter's, you know, the, obviously the, 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 the big franchise, Star Wars, obviously. Um, so people have always told me that I needed to watch Game of Thrones. The problem is, is that I've never wanted to pay for HBO. Well, now that HBO Go 
has an app, and I say that like it's some kind of breaking news or something. It's been around for a little while, but um, I kind of uh, got my parents' login for uh, HBO Go, so I downloaded it and I started watching uh, Game of Thrones. And I started this week. Now that the Jaguar season is over with, I have a lot more free time, thank God, um, so I can start, you know, sort of investing my time into like these different uh, Netflix documentaries, which I've talked about on different shows. Um, that it's it, it's it's wonderful to learn and expand your your horizon outside of football. Um, so that's what I've been doing with a lot of my free time, especially this week. So I finished the first Game of Thrones season last night, and I started watching the first episode of season two. So I'm going to do this quite regularly when I talk about um, Game of Thrones. But it's going, it's, it's, after the first season, I mean, holy shit. Like, I understand why everybody is sort of obsessed with this show. When it first started, I think it was the very first episode that you saw, like, all these scary characters, like, running through the woods. And, and I'm thinking, like, what have I got myself into? Because I am not a scary movie person. I'm the person that watches a scary movie like this. And you, I cover my ears and I squint my eyes and I just, I, I, I don't like it. I'm too old for nightmares. I'm 33 years old, for God's sake. I turned 33 today. Um, I, I don't want to have any more nightmares. So I'm watching this first episode and I'm like, oh, I don't know how long I'm going to last with this if this keeps up. But those are apparently um, the White Walkers. And then there's also the, the these dead men with the blue eyes that just come alive unless you burn their bodies. I thought that that was crazy. Um, but luckily the scariness level toned down a little bit, but what didn't tone down was the boobs and the gore, because that's legit in every single episode. I think that there's only, like, one or two penises that are in the entire season that I saw, and only one of them's decent, because the other guy is just, um, I think he's either, like, 80 years old, or he's, like, a prisoner or some shit, and I'm like, can the ladies maybe get a little bit more? I know they have the, the, the Drago guy, which is, I mean, I, I'm... I'm a little sad that he died, but apparently from what I've been told, do not get attached to any characters because they all die. Um, and speaking of death, <sighs> Ned Starks, when he got beheaded, I really didn't think that they were going to off him so soon. And, and that was really probably the, the first of many, I would, I would assume the first of many deaths that really like had me like, Oh no, like how is the season going to go on without him? Uh, so I'm sort of at that place with um, with Ned Starks because he that's Sean Bean. He's Lord of the Rings. He's he's a fucking badass. There's a story of him as a real person at a bar in New York, I think it was, that um, he was hitting on this girl, He or not hitting on her, but him and this girl were talking, and something happened where there's another guy that wanted to intervene in the conversation, and Sean Bean wasn't having any of it, and so they got into a fight, Sean gets stabbed, the guy gets kicked out of the bar, so what does Sean do? He waits in the bar for the cops to arrive, finishes his drink and his conversation with the chick, after he got stabbed, I'm pretty sure he got the number. And if he didn't get the number, I don't know what that girl was thinking to not give him a number to a guy that's just going to sit in the bar with you, take up your honor after he gets stabbed and he's going to fucking finish the conversation. You marry that man tomorrow. That's my opinion. But um, I really liked Sean Bean. I didn't like that he died. 
Um, probably my favorite character so far in the series is Arya. I feel, um, I, I feel personally a pretty strong connection with her. Um, she dresses as a boy, as a child. I did the same. Um, she likes things that are typically thought of as for the guys. Hello, guysgirl.com. Um, but I think that she's, she's my favorite, but I, I've been told not to get attached to a lot of these characters because they're going to die. I just hope they let her live for at least a few seasons more so I can, um, I, that we can, um, I don't know, be like TV friends or something or not TV friends. I'm really watching this super late. I'm watching the show super late. So, um, I don't know how much value I'm going to get out of, um, connecting with, with Arya, but she's hands down my favorite character. Um, gosh, I think the shit definitely got real towards the end of the season because the land, the Lannisters and the Starks start fighting against each other. And it's like a full out war. It feels very much like Braveheart. Um, the movie Braveheart. I don't know if any of you guys have ever seen, um, that movie, but that's one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, so it feels very much like the, like Braveheart in that there's a constant power struggle between different families and different tribes. And, um, I, I, I think that that's sort of a testament throughout history that that's, um, that war usually comes from, um, different power struggles. And so, I think overall, definitely the season blew me away. I will be continuing. I, I, I feel like if I average two episodes a day, I can get caught up on Game of Thrones in about a month. So I'm, I'm, that's my goal is to watch at least two episodes a day. The problem is, is that I like the series so much that I start the next episode and then I end up falling asleep. So I have to restart that episode all over again the next day. Um, oh, and Khaleesi. I, I, I didn't even talk about her. My God, what a beautiful body on that chick. Um, so she is badass. Um, the chick who teaches her how to be a proper lover to Drago, is Dra- I hope I'm saying Drago right, but the, who is the, if any of you guys know who the chick is that teaches Khaleesi how to be a proper lover, send me her social media profile so I can stalk her because that chick is gorgeous. Um, so she's cool. Um, and then the way the season just ends with like Khaleesi naked with like baby dragons on her, like I thought that that was like some queen type shit. Um, so I really liked Khaleesi as well. I can see why a lot of women have, have cosplayed as her over the years um, that this show has been really popular. So great show so far. I'm going to be doing these regular and, and sort of my, my, my plan is with Game of Thrones is that I'm taking notes throughout each episode. After each episode ends, I do this similarly with movies, but after each episode ends, I take a few notes and then I go on to the next one and then I read through my notes and then I sort of come up with like an evaluation, um, quote unquote, um, to talk about during the show. So what I, I figure I'll do is that regularly, probably once a week after I get done with the season, then I'll talk about that next season. So I'll, I'm aiming to do the season two recap on next Friday's show. I might be able, depending on how the weekend goes, I might be able to do maybe that on Monday. Um, so I'm going to do each of these reaction show or each of these reactions to each th- season. And then I'm going to compile them all together into one right before season seven starts. I think it's either six or seven seasons. Um, I think it's season seven starts in winter of 2017. So winter is coming for sure. Um, that's a long time to wait though, but I guess I, I don't have a long, I, I don't have much to complain about 
if I'm just starting to watch and unlike a lot of people, I can end the season and then start the next season immediately. And I, 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 I can't imagine waiting a year in between each season just to know what happened. So I sort of, um, so I'm sort of going to be right there with a lot of people, um, that have been fans of this show for years that I think there's two more seasons left or one season and then they're going to split it up into two. Um, so I'm going to participate in, in watching it all live with everyone, which I'm really, really excited about. That's what makes TV great. Um, the only series I've ever really been able to do that with and not necessarily watch live, but watch live with other people is lost. And, and that is hands down my favorite TV show uh, of all time. And I haven't really found a show to fill that niche since then. Um, as far as like theories go and, and things like that. Um, so with Game of Thrones, I'm looking forward to maybe getting a little bit of that rejuvenated and, and maybe Game of Thrones takes over the, the, the top spot as far as um, TV shows are concerned. I definitely think it has a good shot. Um, but then the way I'm watching, I want to kind of go on a little bit of rant for HBO Go because my God, what a shitty interface. I don't know if any of you guys have ever used HBO Go, but it's so frustrating that it, you know, in Netflix, whenever you're watching a series and one episode ends and it immediately starts the next episode, it's a great, uh, it's a great feature. But in HBO Go, you can't do that. It doesn't immediately start the next episode. When you, when you're using your mobile device and you're streaming it to, um, you know, the, 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 the TV or something, you hit the back button on it and it goes back to the main home page. It doesn't go back to the Game of Thrones. You, you pick the, the season page. It doesn't go back to that. And there's no way to, on the mobile app at least, there's no way to add Game of Thrones to like your favorites or something. So after, literally after each episode, I have to go back to the main page of the app. I have to search for Game of Thrones because the HBO Go doesn't make it easy for you. So I have to go back in and I have to search for the show and and then find it and then stuff and then shuffle through the seasons and the episode that I'm on. So it's it's just I know it's a first world problem, but it, that's such an easy thing to fix in the HBO Go interface. And you would think that maybe you know HBO Go has a little bit of you know money for for research research capabilities to find out that their interface is shit. Um, but maybe I mean if I'm I'm kind of borrowing quote-unquote, borrowing my parents' um, login for HBO Go. So maybe um, maybe they don't have as much money as I thought. Uh, maybe I shouldn't be bitching. Um, but anyways, I, I'm going to bitch about it because I think that a lot, a lot of these companies, as, as streaming becomes more popular increasingly with these cable packages screwing over just the, the, the local guys or the, the, the middleman, I think that the Netflix has a, 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 a better interface. PlayStation View and HBO Go, it, it's, it's shit. I would definitely say that HBO Go is the worst. PlayStation View is, is somewhere in the middle and then, um, uh, Netflix is the best, but all of those could easily be improved on, on so many different levels. So, um, that pretty much wraps up today's show. I'm going to make it super quick. It's only, uh, what, like a 30, 35 minute show today. So we're going to make it super easy because A, I have to go to work, I have to get my nails done, and then I'm going to Top Golf tonight. Which, if you guys have never been to Top Golf before, it's, it's a really, really fun place where you can sort of, even if you're not a golf, golfing type person or even a golf fan, you can go there and you can have a lot of fun. It's like a bar atmosphere with a driving range. You can play at night. Like it, it, it's a super cool environment. So, um, I had a chance to go down there for a live show of Helmets and Heels, which is a, a radio show in Jacksonville that I co-host every Tuesday night. Um, so we had a chance to go there live. I've been back a couple times before. Um, but it's just a, it's an awesome, awesome experience. So if you want to follow me on social media, I'll be doing some live Snapchats there. Um, might, I, I probably won't do a live Periscope just because I just 
just don't know what kind of value you guys would find from that. Um, but if that's the case, maybe I'll do like maybe a live Instagram video or I'll definitely do some snaps. So if you're on Snapchat, find me at guys girl. That's my username. And then I'm, I'm on all the other different social media websites. So I wanted to, um, just check me out there at guys girl or at Blythe Brum is my, my personal accounts on Monday show. We're going to preview the, the Clemson Bama game. So we'll definitely get into a lot of that. That show will start at 7 p.m. Might get it started a little bit earlier just because kickoff, I think, is probably going to be about 8.15, 8.30-ish. Um, so we'll, we'll preview the championship game. I'll also do a recap on CES, the Consumer Electronics Show that's going on right now in Las Vegas. Um, so we'll bring you um, a lot of the cool gadgets that you might have seen. Um, thank you guys so much for, for watching the show. If you missed any part of this, the podcast will be uploaded here and probably about the next um, an hour or two. And then I'll post a show recap. So if you're not subscribed in iTunes or your podcast player of choice, just search for Guys Girls Shows and you should... We should be the, the first and the only one to, to, to pop up for that. Um, and then just be sure if you, you don't, if you like listening on the web more than listening on your mobile device, then I will also have the show uploaded to guysgirl.com today. Sometime in the afternoon, usually about two or three ish is when, um, we get all those gears rolling because I've got to get my nails done. They look, um, they look a little crazy. I haven't gotten them done since right before Christmas with all the holiday partyness. So um, I'm going to go get my nails done, and then I'm going to come back into the office, and I'm going to upload the show and get you guys taken care of, and then I'm going to go have fun for my birthday. So thank you guys for tuning in. Um, this has been the Pink Power Rangers show, and um, yeah, thanks again. Happy birthday to me, and I hope you guys have a great weekend, and we'll see you back here on Monday at 7 p.m., maybe a little bit earlier. Just watch out on the uh, Guys Girl Twitter feed, and you'll get notifications anytime we go live on Periscope. So thanks again, and I hope you guys have a good weekend. Go Jags!